Meatloaf, they say that MTV kind of killed your career because you started to peak in popularity right around the time that music videos started to get to be really important, really a big thing. And you apparently just didn't have that look that MTV was, you know. They say he got big at the wrong time. Yes. I think you were just big in general, which was the problem. But you know what, Meatloaf? We're going to make you so freaking popular on our podcast. We are. This is your renaissance, Meatloaf. People can't see you, but they can hear you. And when they hear you, they love you. I hope you're ready to become more beloved than you have ever been before. Yeah. It, it starts now. Your journey starts now. Welcome to week three of Uneaten Food, a Bachelor podcast. With I can't believe it's been week three. I mean, I feel like I feel like I've known these women for so I, long. I feel like we've been doing this podcast. Nine million nine hundred eighty-six thousand minutes. That's like watching Die Hard eighty thousand times. You hit me with your car. You help me get off drugs. I watch you when you sleep. Don't know that Nick has redeemed himself for me. Oh my gosh. He's a massive failure. I know. I'm so disappointed. I thought that this this season would be his comeback kid story. I thought that he was going to Rudy his way into my heart. We're going to go inside. We're going to go outside. Inside and outside. We're going to get him on the run, boys. And once we get him on the run, we're going to keep him on the run. And then we're going to go, 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 go. And we're not going to stop until we get across that goal line. This is the team they say is it's good. Well, I think we're better than them. They can't lick us. First up, what do you say, man? The Liz. The end. The of- Liz thing. Can we just put a let's put a cork in the Liz thing? We're done with it. I know. It's over. They're acting like this so is happy. freaking Bachelor Watergate, and it couldn't be less of an issue. And I want to say this to the television audience: I made my mistakes. That I welcome this kind of examination because people have got to know whether or not their president is a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. Yeah, and ladies, strategy tip: don't talk about Liz. Go to him and say, I want to talk about you and me. I don't care about Liz. The woman that did that was going to be the woman that won this episode. And I don't think anyone did. Oh, I don't know. Or they just didn't show the woman who did because she's bad TV. Maybe. Um, no, it's so obvious what you need to do in this show. And nobody does it because they're 23. And they don't know how to work the Baby, system. I can get you in my ride. I like the way you work it. No diggity. I like to bag it up. Bag it up. I like the way you work, kid. No I hate that we have to talk about Corinne. Do we have to? Every five seconds, but we do. I'm going to go picket ABC Studios for a new villain. We really do need one. She is not cutting it. She's not even likable. A villain's got to be at least a little bit likable. Yeah, like Chad at the very beginning before he became just so gross. Abusive, yeah. Yeah, abusive. And when it was like, ABC, why are you letting him on TV and around women. This is sending horrible messages. Anyway, by the very beginning, you know, that very first episode where he was on a group date and... Every guy here seems to be obsessed with JoJo already. Y'all aren't worried about the fact that you're gonna sing a song to a girl that y'all have like known for less than like a day? Nope. No. No, 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 no worries. Worry. It's just gonna be fine. These guys. 
okay, you're totally missing the point of all of this, but it is kind of fun to see you like call something out like that to like, you know, stick out like a sore yeah. thumb. He was Mr. Tell it like it is. She drives me crazy. My favorite part about her little uh, escapade in her trench coat that they uh, blanked out part of the logo on the Ready Whip can. With red tape. With red tape. So obviously you could see it. And then there was, during the commercial break, there was a Ready Whip there was commercial. There actually Ready Whip commercials. If you're watching this with TiVo or DVR, you need to watch the commercials because they play into the show pretty nicely. Do you remember Man Witch huh? last season? Oh my gosh, yeah. That <laughs> was... What was like, they're like making a... Like, celebrate Bachelor Mondays with Manwich Sloppy Joes. Manwich, yep. The official food of Bachelor Parties the everywhere. The official food of Bachelor Parties everywhere. Anyway, so yeah. Karen come out, comes out, does her thing, apparently expects to like get dirty with Nick right there on a pillow in the middle of the night with everyone watching and then is devastated when it, it doesn't happen. It was a mattress. Happen. It was a gross mattress. It was gross. It was gross. And then she, she sleeps through the rose ceremony. Corinne's miss of the rose ceremony. How do you feel about that? I kind of love it. What? I kind of love it. I thought it was an affront. It is an affront. To it, the shows, show, it shows disrespect. But you know what? This is a show that deserves to be disrespected. Not by so, her. Not by her. She That's hasn't true. earned the right to disrespect the show. You don't disrespect the show if the show is your like golden goose. Yeah. Which it is for her. That's a good point. I can disrespect the show, but she is literally banking on this as a career send-off. She shouldn't be doing that. And you can disrespect it after you've mastered it. And we thought, I thought Nick had mastered the show, but I was wrong. Yeah. Did you make it through the night? Yes, I'm proud to say I did. So you're still master of your domain. Yes. Yes, I am. Master of my domain. Uh -huh. So at the rose ceremony, we have two no-namers go home. And five no-namers show up. Again. Actually, confession time, I was an NSYNC person. You were an NSYNC person? I was. Why? Justin Justin Timberlake. And I feel like I've been vindicated in that because if you look at the staying power of both of the groups in terms of like just, you know, who's more relevant now, nobody from BSB is. And granted, nobody from NSYNC is except for Justin Timberlake, but he is so relevant and so accomplished to make up for the other four. It's a fair point. Right? I'm not gonna lie, I would be so stoked to see them in real life. Was your heart a flutter? My heart was a flutter, and their hearts are a flutter. It was totally, it was probably the realest moment I've ever seen on reality TV. You're in luck because they are gonna tour in May and June. They are? That's what they announced on the show. That's right. That's <laughs> right. I'm surprised there wasn't a commercial for it. How did they sound? They kind of no, sounded like... No, they're not going to tour. They have a residency in Las Vegas at the oh, Planet Hollywood. Oh, I That's see. That's what it is. Thank you. I, see, it stuck with you. <laughs> I feel like they sounded that like that acapella band that you just Like Andy from The Office, who Here always... Here comes trouble. Knock it in, knock. Don't knock back. Break me off a piece of that fancy feast. Give me the beat, boys, and free my soul. I want to get lost in your rock and roll and drift away. Um, they sounded good, though. 
They did sound good. No. And they, they ad-libbed that song completely improv, obviously. Uh-huh. Yeah. They were asked to sing. I mean... They didn't know they were I'm not new. super impressed by that because they've been singing that song for 20 years. And, and it you, didn't sound great. What? It, it sounded, sound good. No, it sounded like they had to slide into the no, right key. No, no. It sounded fine. Okay. But like, if you can't whip that song out at a second's notice at this point in your career... Like, you are a failure. Well, one thing I liked is that they did let the girls be background dancers instead of back-up dancers. That's true. What's the difference? I don't know. But I think it's important because I was shocked at how bad those girls were they on that were group bad. date. And that wasn't even that hard. Jasmine, if you don't win the background dancer group date rose, that's literally your job. That's your job. And you lost to a nail salon owner. <laughs> that's embarrassing. Yeah. That's really embarrassing. Man, you are one pathetic loser. Because usually when something plays into a girl's talents or profession so plainly, they'll have like a little thing where she's like, I'm so excited about this date. I'm so confident, all this stuff. Danielle had it going on though. Danielle did. Yeah. yeah. She had chemistry with me. <laughs> Man, yeah, no, she, she was, and she was just so cute. It looked like she was, the thing is, it looked like she was genuinely having fun and not trying and not like super stressed out about all the moves, about winning. Like she just looked like she was having a good time. And I think that's one of the reasons why she won. Yeah. But she won a terrible uh, reward. Oh my gosh. That was a really awkward serenade. I could serenade. not watch that. I could not watch that. You saw me. I was like cowering into you, physically not looking at the TV. Pillow over your face. Because it made me feel so awkward. Like if you t- if I had to slow dance with you... With the Baxter Boys serenading me acapella. In front of a bunch of like 30 and 40 year old women. I know. I would just be like, oh my gosh. Douche chill. Yeah, not a really great... I love how like winning... You win extra time with Nick and it's like 30 seconds on a slow dance. Or later it's like 30 seconds in a hot tub. It's really not that big of a win to me. No. So you might as well just have a fun time and be as cool as possible in the moment when you're actually trying to win. Because that's when like you have any chance of like real chemistry. Yeah. Anyway. Let's talk about the time after because Corinne took first time with Nick again in the little cocktail party after that. Is that a good strategy or is she shooting herself in the foot? Apparently not because Nick's an idiot. Nick is the Trump of the bachelors. He we is. don't know what he's going to do. No, nothing he does. Like it's so, it's so easy to read him. It's so easy to know like what, like, if you stroke his ego, he's like, okay. Do I need to be liked? Absolutely not. I like to be liked. I enjoy being liked. I have to be liked. But it's not like this compulsive need to be liked. Like, my need to be praised. Out of all the shenanigans that Corinne has pulled, not just this episode, but in everything thus far, but focusing on this episode... She had the ruddy whip on her boobs, which, by the way, I actually don't think are fake anymore. I, I told you they I know, weren't. I know. It's and a good, I'm not even a good judge. No, you're not. And I'm just so glad that I didn't actually bet my firstborn because now that I've had a better look at them, I actually think they're real. And she made that comment where she said, I want a boob job. Just a tiny one. But then just looking at them this episode, like everything that she wore, I was like, no, actually, I was wrong. So I was wrong. Sorry. Maybe I'm not the best predictor. Let's talk about the support in her life. The, the nanny. real support. The real support. <laughs> the nanny. Because she wasn't getting any from her bra. Because uh, no. I don't think she was wearing one. And she nipped out. None in of that them, horrible blue dress. Were. That was the worst blue dress. I was, uh, it was 
like three sizes too small and just ugh. anyway the nanny the nanny why do you think she brought up the nanny because she because she has grown up in a bubble and she has no idea how these things are perceived to people in the real world and so she saw no problem or issue with bringing up the fact that she has a nanny that slices her cucumbers and makes cheese pasta see i think corinne in that moment was a diabolical reality tv genius you know why you're giving her way too much credit can you imagine her going on Bachelor in Paradise and her nanny showing up? She'd be like the bartender that has made a name for himself and is now on all the credits. No, she wasn't. I don't. I think that's. I will bet you anything. Way we the see mark. her on Bachelor in Paradise real, with her nanny the cutting The real cucumbers. question that I have is, what is cheese pasta? I think it's mac and cheese for the one percent. <laughs> cheese pasta. It's what it's what Donald Trump eats at his Mar-a-Lago estate in Florida. <laughs> Best cheese pasta. The best. The best. The American dream is dead. Now on to Vanessa's date. The only adult in the house, the I think. The only adult in the house. No, that is so true. Um, and she also, I'm not going to lie, this is probably the coolest date that I have ever seen in the Bachelor franchise. Not just cool because of what they did, but cool because of what transpired. It was a real date. Yeah. She got sick. She threw up. He comforted her. They cried. This yeah. was an amazing date. Yeah, I really give Nick credit here because if someone barfed on a first date with me, I would be like, I would not do what Nick did. I would like give them space. I'd be like, okay, you're puking over here. Like I'd maybe make a joke or something, but I wouldn't be like caressing their shoulder, like hugging would them. Would you be kissing them? No, absolutely not. I would, I would seriously just be making a joke about it the whole time just to make them feel better about it. But I wouldn't be like, you know, Mrs. Oh, it's okay. Are you all right? Are you feeling better? Like I'd be like, ha ha, <laughs> you're puking on a first date. This is everyone's worst nightmare. But I would, you know, make them feel good. I would be how I imagine Dolphin Girl Alexis would be or act. Which, by the way, when she said, that was one of the best moments I've ever seen on this show. I love her so much. I can't she wait to see a, her on Bachelor in Paradise. She has a really good talent for bringing levity to serious situations. That's a talent. It is. It totally is. It. I think, to me, that displays a high level of emotional intelligence. I got to tell you, when Nick was kissing the throw-up mouth, I felt the same as when the Backstreet Boys were singing acapella. I don't know what that says about the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> I think you just hate acapella so I'm much. getting chills right now just yeah. thinking about it. No, this is a fun fact about Brock. And, and me, too. We think acapella is so overrated. And it's funny because... No, and acapella is a huge thing in like the Mormon like Utah culture kind of like people just go crazy for it. Like they love it anyway. always sounds better with instruments there. It does. That's it. It does. You can't tell by the way I use my walk. I'm a woman's man. She's barfing on the date. He's comforting her. This, oh, here's another fun thing about the date. <laughs> when we were watching it, Brock was like, 
how much do you think something like that costs? And I was like, well, this is one of the reasons why it's so cool is because this is really expensive. Like this is something that an average person would never get to do in their lifetime. And he's like, what? No, this costs like 300 bucks. 300, yeah. $300. That's what I said. And I was like, what? No, this is at least a thousand. And Brock totally balked at me. So we paused the show. We looked it up and Brock, how much does it cost to go to zero driver? Grand. Five grand. And this is fabulous. Oh, oh, that is incredible. <laughs> Annie, that's just like the one we saw in the magazine. Mm-hmm. Do you like it, Dad? Well, what is that? Is, is that dollars? Twelve hundred dollars? Beloved, my most nice. This is a very reasonable price for a cake of this magnitude. A cake franc is made of flour and water. My first car didn't cost twelve hundred dollars. <laughs> well, Welcome to the 90s, Mr. Bong. <laughs> hey, was it cool to you that Vanessa took a limo to her grandpa's funeral? Yeah, that was another question that I had. I've never taken She's a limo like, anywhere. Oh, the last time I was in a limo was like going to my grandpa's funeral. And I was like, well, wait, like record scratch. Is that a thing? They must like follow the hearse. I don't know. Maybe she thought the hearse was a limo. That's a thought that I had. I was like, that wasn't a limo. That was a hearse girl. (laughs) Vanessa brushes her teeth and they go to this really cool uh, just building to have dinner uh, looking over LA. And Nick cries. Nick cries. That was... it's, It's really sad because... You know what happens later in the episode and how quickly he forgets those feelings. Mm -hmm. But at that moment, Nick thought, this is really going to work out. I know. I think that's the first time I've ever seen Nick cry on the show. And I think that crying is what gave Vanessa the right later on to really question him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that's a really good point. He showed that level of... Just realness and vulnerability. Vulnerability. Our favorite word. That for him for him to go like like that, like someone who has tried so hard to find love and is getting older and is like really holding out for this being one of his last shots to cry when he finds that genuine connection with a person who is really great, to then sells it all for Corinne in a bounce yes, house. Yes, to to being the Corinne Stradler in the Princess Bounce House. I wish I could say that was the last time. I said that last time it became a pastime. A month into this That is why when Vanessa shreds him later on, you it is totally justified. It is not dramatic. It is not unwarranted. This moment was good for both reasons. For both like, oh, hey, a little glimmer of hope for Nick and also for someone to put him in his place. This is. I think you needed a moment like yeah. this in order for him to be put in his place because it showed that like a part of him really is serious about this. He's not just a total, you know. And I watched this show to be reminded in those little moments that love does truly exist in the world. It does. And that people And this are... was a moment, this was the first moment of the show where I felt warm inside. I did feel warm inside. And people are earnestly seeking it. And it's the show isn't just all for, you know, liberal arts majors with nowhere else to go. Oh, that's it. I've had it with this dump. We got no food. We got no jobs. Our pets' heads are falling off. 
Then on to the track and field date, where Astrid, bless her heart, wow. I never knew how important the proper bra is. Yeah, that will show you in the biggest of ways how important <laughs> that support is. Holy cow, I felt bad for her, but she was laughing about it. She seemed to have a good attitude. I think nice. her boobs triple jumped farther than she did. <laughs> they went across the finish line like nine seconds before Astrid her. wins by a boob. <laughs> <laughs> But she really did win. That was like kind of funny. I, you know, yeah. sort of a hilarious moment was Rachel sprinting. And she stepped on her hand. Yeah. And broke the thing and then won. Yeah. And then Astrid got it anyway. Yeah. So that was kind of funny. And what did she win? A hot tub on a hot day after running and doing all this. Like you're sweaty. So hop into a hot tub in your clothes with Nick. Lucky you. With Carl Lewis watching. Yes. With Carl Lewis watching. Oh, man. They spent so much money on the zero gravity date that they're like, let's just go to the local high school track and run around. Like, they really have to compensate. Like, they had Backstreet Boys, they had zero gravity, and these poor girls just got the short end of the stick. And what's sad is the Olympic athletes were probably like, I'll do it for 50 bucks. Sure. I know. I, I know. could use the money. I know. <laughs> poor Carl Lewis. Poor Carl. And you know what? Poor Dominique. Poor Dominique. Although she annoyed me. It's just... Talk yeah. about a lack of mental toughness. I know, I know. So if that's gonna throw you off, you're not ready for marriage. You're, you're not ready for the Bachelor. Like, why did you even apply to the show if you can't handle not getting attention from someone? I just wish we could all get along like we used to in middle school. I wish that I could bake a cake made out of rainbows and smiles, and we'd all eat, be happy. She doesn't even go here. No, yeah, so we see Dominique crash and burn. Shocker. But it's but I do like that Nick just like cuts him, you know? He's like, see ya. Like so far between Liz, between her, it's like, it is time to go. So I am hopeful we'll see next week, maybe after uh, Vanessa's talking to that she gives him. We'll see if he does that with uh, Corinne. But Rachel gets the group date rose, which I was really happy to see. You love Rachel. I do love Rachel. I love her because she's normal and she's sweet. And um, what was interesting, I was surprised to see her get the group date rose because you didn't really see any moment with her, any moments with her and Nick on the date of them flirting or having conversation or anything. But he just really likes her. Um, and I just thought it was so sweet how when she got it, she was like, this just makes me feel like I could actually kind of get to the end of this thing. Like I could actually go far. Like she was genuinely excited about it. Do you think this was a feel good rose? Cause he, she hadn't had a lot of attention. Nick wanted to reassure her. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. And she was, and I love too, that she said, you know, I got the first impression rose. Like I wasn't expecting to get the rose on this day, you know, kind of she was expecting other women to have the chance. Like she'd already gotten one. She was genuinely happy and surprised that he did give it out to her. I don't know. I just, I just love her attitude. We raise girls to see each other as competitors, not for jobs or for accomplishments, which I think can be a good thing, but for the attention of men. I woke up like this. I woke up like this. We flawless. Lastly, we've got the pool party. Um, we all know what happens with the bouncy house and Corinne and Nick being an idiot. So let's just gloss over all of that and get straight to Vanessa telling him what's up. Yeah, you can only do this if you have had an amazing date and a really strong connection. Because this for anyone else would be complete suicide. Vanessa is really the only person in a position to do this. You're, you're totally right. Um, because when other women, other women try talking to him about it, like Taylor, for example, 
AKA Corinne's arch enemy in the house, apparently, maybe at least according to Taylor. And she just was so passive aggressive and just dripped with condescension. But then Vanessa goes to him and she's so direct and she's not just talking crap about Corinne, she is making Nick answer for his behavior, which is a completely different approach. And frankly, the adult way to have this conversation and he is uh oh you made the wrong sucker rococo so time to pay the piper for the pants you want buckle and hey you can keep yeah nick nick has the conversation like a toddler he just kind of mumbles through it we don't know what his answer is yeah, completely to be. inaudible he's just like oh gosh that's fair that's how you know that you're in the wrong when you can't even formulate a sentence which for nick is kind of par for the course just in general but but this is interesting to me because I feel like, like I said last episode, I feel like the producers were firing warning shots at the women to act more like Corinne, but they have such accomplished, talented women that they're not going to stoop to Corinne's level. They're going to raise Nick up to their level. Mm-hmm. And so that, I'm interested to see how this plans out going forward. Well, and that's what I mean. And we've we've only seen that happen time and time again so far is when Nick is with a woman who has her act together, he rises to that. And then Corinne just droops him down. He is... 12 years Corinne senior. It's just disgusting. She's obviously a child in basically every sense of the term. She has a nanny. I mean, she's a child. Um, And you see Nick just being an idiot around her, which is really disappointing. And so I just love that Vanessa came out and she, she wasn't just being dramatic or talking crap or like bitching about another woman. I mean, I was, I was so impressed. I I wouldn't be able to do that if I was on that show. Like I don't, I don't have that ability in me really and she she does well you're articulate you could do it i don't know i don't know i'm articulate but i just hate confrontation i i I, which is so funny to say people never believe me when i say that i hate confrontation but i will always try to find another way or i'll make a joke anyway this is like the christy therapy (laughs) session apparently we need to call taylor and get taylor we need to call yes to have taylor if you're listening please tell me how i can be a more direct person who stands up for myself i just always want to make sure other people feel good and vanessa did not make nick feel good but he deserved it i feel like corinne is a character from arrested development Mm -hmm. she is a legitimate she's Lindsay. would you like to try some of this so watery and yet there's a smack of ham to it it's hot ham water yeah and vanessa is basically saying do you want a bluth or do you want an adult? We're going to see what Nick says. We're going to see what Nick says. I it, think he sends Corinne home. After, right after this, ro- in the next row ceremony? I think I think he's realizing he's burnt too many bridges with the mm. Corinne antics. He's going to send her home. He's got too many relationships that hinge on whether Corinne stays or goes. That's true. I think he gives her one more shot. I think she gets one more week. And then next week she does something just insane. And he's like, see ya. We'll see if she even shows up to the row ceremony. I know. Thanks for listening to week three of Uneaten Food, a Bachelor podcast. And be sure to check out the Backstreet Boys at your local county fair. Yeah, I actually heard that Sugar Ray is going to open for him. So, great show. I'll have my funnel cake ready for that one. Yeah, be ready for that. Um, In the meantime, we are on the iTunes store now. We're official, so you can subscribe. Um, So legit. We're going to be bugging you to do that now. So, have fun with that. 
Um, but in the meantime, keep listening. We sure do appreciate you. And may the rose be ever in your favor. Ever in your favor.